Yeah. I think we're... Uh, tonight is Booker. No, tonight is Baker. Baker's... God dang it. <laughs> Cool. I can I can write that down here in a minute. Well, shall we begin? Let's do it. Let's begin. Hello, and welcome to the Savor the Burn podcast. My name is Jonathan. Over here next to me is Mr. W2. How do you do? Doing pretty good. You're having a little bit of uh, technical difficulties here with the with Yeah, the camera, well, you know. You got to figure it out. Yeah, you know, technology and <laughs> this connected to this connected to that. And, yeah, you know. yeah. I have a lot of... Uh, a lot of problems with smartphones. As, as smart as they are, they sure are fucking dumb. <laughs> Drives me fucking nuts. Well, um, uh, I'm 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 digging so far. I'm digging the the new video format. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, we've had good feedback. Mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. there was a little bit of worry because um, uh, our our buddy Chandler, like you said, you know, he's like, oh no, you guys are going all video. Does that yeah. mean that you're going to be no? No, no audio. Uh, no audio. Yeah. It's like, no, absolutely not. It's still getting split up on all your favorite, yeah. you know, audio-only podcast apps of choice, and uh, we'll, we'll always be on there. But this, um, the idea of going into YouTube was to help broaden the audience, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, that way everybody gets to see um, that... Uh, we have beautiful made-for-radio faces, and we're <laughs> we're very excited to share that with you. Uh, plus, you can you can also see you know shirts and things that we're wearing. Like over here, yeah. he's wearing uh, one of our band shirts here, the uh, the work shirt. Yeah, well, so far at least, I've so far. Just, I've just kind of decided that the the button-up shirt, so I have something to actually clip to instead of trying to mm. fold over. And, that makes sense. And, and me, I'm, I'm still rocking the hoodie. <laughs> this might sound weird with the microphone. Hang on. Let me just unclip it real quick. This is uh, one of the very few Burn the Gates hoodies that we have. I think there's only one left. Oh, well. Well, maybe by the time this, this video comes out, it'll be gone. Yeah, but if you want to know, go to uh, burnthegates.com and uh, check out the uh, the shop. It very very cool stuff in there. Maybe even buy some uh, some tickets to an upcoming show. <laughs> but uh, we're not here to talk about burn the gates. We're here to we're here to savor the burn and drink some whiskey whiskey with a capital. <laughs> so tonight uh, we have a uh, mildly controversial um, uh, uh, whiskey. Uh, brought to us by uh, Bakers. Yeah. Right over here behind us. And, um, and you know, it wouldn't be a Save of the Burn podcast if uh, we didn't figure out a way to mention Jim Bean. <laughs> so, therefore, tonight we're drinking Bakers, which is the cousin of Jim Beam himself. Very cool. Very cool. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. And uh, so, so far, you've told me it's 107 proof. And it's at uh, it was aged like right at what uh, eight and a half years. So so this is the, the Baker's Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. It is a single barrel offering. Perfect. Which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, they proof it down to one hundred and seven. All right. And uh, from our review and tasting, as we got into the Weller Antique one hundred and seven, mm-hmm. we became very quickly fond of one hundred and seven as a proof. Now. 
there's a huge difference between Weller products and Jim Beam products. Absolutely. I expect that completely. <laughs> um, I have no no thoughts in my mind that this is going to be anything like that in Antique 107. Possibly the best. Bourbon yeah, I don't know. I've, I've got high expectations for this. I do uh, too. There's, there, there's, there's a lot... There's a lot going on here, a lot, a lot to unpack and a lot to, to really digest on this one. Uh, and I've got, I've got a few things we'll, we'll jump into and, and read through and all that. But what I really kind of find interesting about this is, you know, most whiskeys either A, have no age statement, the NAS, because they're, they're blended with a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to law, if you put an age statement on it, it has to be the youngest blend of everything that's in there. And so a lot of distilleries opt to go no age statement mm-hmm. because, not not because they're necessarily hiding anything, but just because it's just unfair. Because they've mm-hmm. got a lot of different things going into it. Yeah, their master blender is going to take some of the eight years, some of the two year. Some of the 15 year. Yeah. I mean, it, it could be all over the place. Whatever makes the best bottle yeah. that they think they can put provide, that's what they're going to do. Right. And then you have your bottles that actually have an age statement, whether that be a 10 year or 15 mm-hmm. year or even, you know, four, bottled in bond yeah. is four year minimum on that. This is the Baker 7, is what it's called. And what I find really interesting about this is the seven stands for minimum of seven years. Okay. So, so in okay. in their formula, in their ex- experiment, discovery, R and D, and to figuring out what to what this juice entails. Seven years is kind of a sweet spot. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think we bl- talked about the uh, the Jim Beam extra aged is either seven or eight. Yeah, years. Um, blends, I believe it's seven. Blends is said to be somewhere between six and eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is they actually have it printed on here minimum seven years. But then you get up to the band on this, and with this being a single barrel, it has a lot of extra information on there. And right on the band, it's got the uh, date it was bottled. Uh, excuse me, date it was barreled. This was. Barreled on November in November 2014. Uh, the age of this is eight years, six months. And like the Bookers, Bookers goes that step far, farther. They tell you the yeah. year, they tell you the month, they tell you the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I remember correctly, the last Bookers we did was something like eight years, two months, two days, or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. But then you go over to the other side, and then they also have the uh, the serial number. For the bottle, and then they have the what, what warehouse uh, it was in, and the proof number, uh, which is 107 on that. So it's got a lot of, a lot of great information uh, on it. It's got the little B in the middle of it. Uh, the topper on this is a large aluminum topper, and I'm going to hold that up. Hopefully that'll come through. Uh, I don't remember exactly. Uh, there's either like five or seven different toppers. So it's like a crop of the design of the 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 brand the, with the B, the 107 proof, the single barrel. And so they've got all these different variations. And so I, I, I the idea would be that you would want to collect them. And I mean, if well, this, somebody like me would like to collect them. If this is half as good as I'm hoping it's going to, mm-hmm. maybe I, I have to. It's, it's hard to find Kansas City. And so I stumbled upon it uh, at Bubbles, which is up in Parkview, um, 
Parkville, mm-hmm. right off of 435. They've got a new store up there, great allocation room with uh, a lot of uh, gems in there. And one day when I was up there, this just happened to be there, and the price was right. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, the price is not always right. We've done a little bit of hunting uh, together, and we found some bottles that were just... Well, that's a funky-shaped cork. Is that real cork, or is that a composite? It looks composite, uh, composite to me. Well, I'm only questioning it. Yeah, I don't know. Looks like a pacifier. <laughs> well... Or something worse. I'll just leave it at that. Family show. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's somebody's mother's milk. <laughs> it might be ours very soon. Who knows? Or especially mine. I don't know. If it, when it comes to Jim Beam, so far, mother's milk for me. Uh, what is that? Just the what is mother's milk? What does mother's milk mean to Carlo? <laughs> It's not the greatest thing ever. It's just, it it's, feels like home. It's what he grow, grew up with. It grew feels like with. home. Yep. Okay. Well, I grew up with some nasty shit. Comfort food? Like Comfort? Canadian mist and Crown <laughs> Royal and Michelob. Uh, actually, there was, a, there was a Michelob beer. It was uh, Michelob Dark, I think is what it was. It, was, it wasn't <clears> bad <throat> at all from what I remember. But, you know, I was like 12. So MSRP on this one is $64. Mm-hmm. It's just hard. Yeah, it, it's hard to find. Um, it is not something that is going to be in every liquor so store. So if you find it, don't expect to pay $64 for it. I mean, th- and that's actually, I think, what I paid for it uh, up at Bubbles. Mm. Uh, it, it's interesting. This says, uh, I'm going to read a little bit of this uh, from bottle. Baker's. True Blue American Bourbon Fit for Cognac Lovers. I think that's interesting. Cognac Lovers. <clears throat> Baker's Bourbon is named after Baker Beam, the grand nephew of Jim Beam himself. So it comes at no surprise that Baker's Bourbon is a subsidiary of Beam Centauri. It is one of their four small batch series bourbons, all of which are highly rated, delicious, and pack a unique character. If you meet other bourbon lovers at a tasting, it is not uncommon to hear Baker's described as bourbon for cognac lovers. This is not surprising since it has a smooth, sophisticated flavor profile and a creamy texture that really stands out. While some bourbons taste like a beefy day working, that's funny that's a, way to say that. Beefy day working in a lumber yard, oof. Baker stands out as a firm-handed dinner jacket sipper. It's the self-made entrepreneur who moves seamlessly from his crew on the production floor to attending the opera, where Firm. no one questions the drink in his hand. <laughs> I think that's the way it should be. Nobody should question the drink in somebody's hand. Because, I mean, dig what you fucking dig. Yeah. Dig what you dig. You know, I think Corey Taylor said that so. best. This mahogany-colored drum is aged for seven years and comes out of the bottle at 53.5% ABV. It's 107 proof if you're paying attention. And you better be paying attention. The strength fits the drum like a glove. But it does go well with some ice. That just makes no sense. Whatever. I didn't write it. That's all right. Don't overthink it. I'm not going to. Pour yourself a drink. Take a second to steal yourself. And then cast your calm gaze upon the envious eyes of all the wannabes and pretenders at the party. Your party. On the nose, it's loaded with caramel. Yeah. 
Yeah, lots and lots of caramel. There's corn. On this one. To me, I think that there's corn. <laughs> You're not... Can't help it. Gotta, gotta throw that in there. Something else in there. Something that does not belong in there. Like, I want to say celery, but that's not it. The notes here say banana, and I kind of agree with that. Actually, it says banana and papaya. Maybe like a banana toffee. Definitely yep. not banana bread. A lot of vanilla. Banana bread. Banana bread. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. You said you said you smelled the banana, or I, I do smell some banana. And maybe I don't know, man. There's something on there. It's it just smells creamy. Mm-hmm. Like vanilla. There we go. There we go. You know, I've heard to expect like a, a whole bunch of oak. But I don't smell any oak um, on the on the nose. So maybe I'm going to say like vanilla pudding. I would go with that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no no oak. Hmm. Not to me. Do you, are you picking up any, mm. any, any oak? Nope. I'm not either. Anyway. And maybe that's why they say it's... Uh, the bourbon of cognac lovers. It's got great legs. Yep. Um, I don't know if that really is mahogany, but that's a dark color. It, it is a dark color. Yeah. And if it's a bourbon, right? Mm-hmm. If it's a bourbon, there's no artificial colors, no right. no, no artificial flavorings or sweeten mm-hmm. sweeteners mm-hmm. in there. I'm ready to get it on the palate. Hmm. <laughs> Mm-mm-mm. There's the oak, though. Just a touch. Nice, nice peppery kind of a, a bite to it. They, yeah, yeah. So maybe they had some uh, rye in the mash bill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's like um, um, like maybe pecan or um. I walnut. just I just read that pecan praline. Oh shit. <laughs> Silky texture is a great way to put that. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, it says here in your show notes, or your show notes, it says here in your flavor taste palette notes, silky texture with pecan praline, more vanilla, uh, baking spices, a dash of almond, mm-hmm. and leather. leather. Yep. I, you know, leather is something for me that hardly ever registers. It's like tobacco. Mm-hmm. It hardly ever registers on my on my palate. What was it that we tasted uh, not too long ago that uh, on one of the tasting notes that had uh, dusty warehouse floor or something like that? <laughs> Do you remember what I'm talking I, about? I, yeah, it was, it was definitely something. I was like, ugh. Is that something you want as a tasting profile? No, I wouldn't think so. Because I work in a, in a dusty warehouse. I am not drinking anything that has made contact with that floor. Do you go around licking the floors at work? Uh, no. You know what? No, I do not. Not not even once just I, to s- say, hey, I, I did it. That's a memory I choose not to participate in. That's a, that's a no thank you for me. This is good. Uh, yeah, what was it? Uh, pecan? And not to jump ahead, Annie, but I am... Very, very excited to mix this up in our cocktail. Yeah. 
This is gonna make this is gonna go really, really and well. And this is a manufacturer specific cocktail. It is. It you is. went to their page mm-hmm. and you, you found it. Very cool. I'm looking forward to that too. And uh I mean Jim Beam, man. Jim, Jim Beam. Beam. It's like this is I I'd have to do a side by side with the um with the Bookers. Yeah. Another, you know, Suntory uh or Suntory, uh Jim Beam kind of I mean, they ain't, they ain't lying. I mean, it's it has its own unique characters. It, it, this is yeah. not Booker's. It is definitely mm. something completely different. But I feel like you can tell it's in the family. Mm-hmm. It, it has a lot of the same underlying attributes. Yeah, that, and when it comes I feel to Jimmy, come with Booker's. Honey, there it is. I got honey on here. Like, yep, I can see that. Like, um, like maybe. Maybe clover, clover honey. All right. So, when it comes to Jim Beam, one of the reasons I like it is when it comes to the basic white label. You've got your your citrus, maybe a little bit of apple. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You got your caramel, and you got your yourself drunk. You know, it, it's great for it. It's great as a mixture, a mixer. If you want um, a whiskey and cola, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is that you want to do, you can just mix it with ice if you want. It, it's you know, great for a a, a cheap um, a cheap old fashioned. You yeah. know, but uh, and then we went. We tried the. Uh, we haven't even done the white label, but we did try the black label. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I have since switched from uh, the white label being my mother's milk to the black label being <laughs> my mother's milk. So that's that's kind of my go to. That that'd be my my you know quote everyday sipper kind of thing. Even and and the finish, uh, oh right. So back to it. And so it seems like every time that we get into anything involving Jim Beam, it's just it's either you know several steps or it's a completely floor. Like it's completely different level. Yeah, yeah. Of uh, of how good it is. Like the notes that you know and love when it comes to Jim Beam are accentuated <clears throat> well and uh, are represented well uh, when you get away from the white label. Mm-hmm. So. One of the I don't things know, maybe I might have to go. I, I've had the peach, but to me the peach, the apple, the vanilla, you know, the the flavored ones, those are all just those are gimmick whiskeys to me. So those don't really deserve much room on you know a podcast like yeah. this. Even though we might do that, had me had me tripping. I was watching the <laughs> thing on your phone. It's like what was that? But, all right, cool. But yeah, so when it comes to the finish, we didn't really talk too much about the finish. It's it's long. It's definitely got warm. a long finish, yeah. It's warm, a little bit of that Kentucky Sweet. hug. Yes. Yep. It's not off-putting. It's not. It's not scalding. But it's definitely it's just not. A, just definitely a nice not. little warm hug. It, I like how it sticks with you. It doesn't just drop off and leave you hanging. Like, where'd mm-hmm. you go? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I sh- was showing you a couple weeks ago. Uh, what one of the things that I think is really cool about this bottle is you go out onto the the Baker website. And they have a section on the website. I think it's called uh, "Track the Journey" or yeah. or something, or the Journey of the Whiskey, mm-hmm. or something like that. And it asks for you to put in your the bottle number. And so, as you know, like I was saying earlier, and reading off the neck label information, this ID that's on here is what you put in there. And so I typed that in there, and it queried. Their, their back-end database, whatever, and it pulled back, and it gave us the entire 
history and rundown of the barrel that this came out of. It told us it told us the weather conditions mm -hmm. throughout the life of it. It showed us actually where in the warehouse this barrel sat, the floor. It gave mm -hmm. us a kind of a cutaway uh, drawing of of the the rick house and and all the floors. It told us what floor it was on, and then it kind of gave us a little pinpoint in the warehouse as to where it actually was located. Again, it, it told us the uh, throughout the course of the aging process, it told us what uh, the hottest temperature was and the coldest temperature was, because those, all those things factor into everything about what we get in our glass. Yeah, all those things definitely matter. It, it talked a little bit about, you know... And that it, goes into my rating as far as that, that... Yeah. That is one of the considerations I took when it comes to when it came to my uh, bottle presentations. I was going to say, to me, that's that adds to bottle presentation. Mm -hmm. And beca because it is connecting you with a physical bottle in hand yep. with that online experience. And mm -hmm. it, it, I just think it was just super cool. It, it digs in a little bit deeper, deeper and gives you some of the Kentucky history, the, the regional climates, and and then yeah, it kind of steps you through that. This one they talk about the minimum of seven year aging. Mm -hmm. This is eight years six months, and so that's a year and a half longer than their minimum. So um, you know we'll get into some of the the online comments a little bit later. But you know I, I remember seeing one comment about the you know anything over uh, seven year or eight years mm -hmm. or something like that. Um, is is where you want to be. Yeah, that's and, where the comments were split, right? Yeah. Right at the eight-year mark. Yeah, and and then I, I think one of them went a step farther and said that they've seen them uh, as high as nine, mm. which mm -hmm. kind of surprised me because, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, if seven years is your minimum mm -hmm. baseline... Why would you leave I, it in there for well, and, and I much extra time? Exactly, and I would think that most bottles are going to come out closer to the seven-year mark mm -hmm. than not. I'm excited that this is eight and a half, eight years, six months. But, yeah, it, it's just it's interesting because, again, having an age statement on something and having a brand that talks about their minimum age and then with it being a single barrel, they're giving us all the information. They're giving us everything we need to know including its age statement which is eight years six months it's got a it's got a punt like a mm -hmm. like a oh remember taco bell ashtrays <laughs> yes <laughs> that's for you old heads out there you might remember taco bell used to be smoker smoker friendly my mom used to go in there and mm -hmm. use the shit out of their their uh pizza hut ashtrays Pizza Hut had them too. Those were more of a dish style. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Need a little more? No, thank you. Thank you, thank you. So, on the way over here tonight, I don't know if I want to bring this up now or I later. Do, I do love this topper. Go for it. Ah, I'll wait. Maybe I'll wait. Fuck it. I'll bring it up now. So, on the way over here tonight, I had a little extra time, so I stopped by the, uh, what was the name of the place? Used oh, to be Stanley Station. Vape World. Vape World. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, I went there because I, I had in mind a uh, 
the uh, the Jim Beam. Speaking of Jim Beam, uh, the uh, Jim Beam Black uh, uh, bottle slash uh, uh, like rocks glass kit. Yeah, you know, yeah, comes yeah. with a, a, a bottle, a, a fifth of, of, Jim, of Jim Beam Black, and two little uh, rocks glasses to say Jim Beam on the bottom of them. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, <clears throat> I wanted to send one of those to my son for his birthday. And so I Excellent. went ahead and grabbed Excellent. grabbed a bottle, and that will date. What's his birthday? Uh, it's on Tuesday. Tuesday. All right. Yeah. So that that will date this, you know, this video. Sure. Uh, for nice. those of for those of you that know him, or or whatever. But um, yeah, right. he's not going to see this until until uh, well after. <laughs> so um, I got him that and a uh, a bottle of that uh, that Breckenridge PX cask. Oh, nice! That I can't fucking stop talking about. Yeah. Oh, my God, that stuff is so good. It is good. I, and, I'm gonna have to revisit that. Yeah. I mean, those those boys in Colorado know what the fuck they're doing. It it is so good. And uh, so I fully expect him to love that. And I went on savertheburn.com slash shop, and I got him a, uh, a four-pack of those uh, cocktail glasses. Awesome. Yeah, that we have in our uh, affiliate links. I love those in our, glasses. In our shop. Those glasses, yeah. I, I, if I'm not using my Glencairn glass mm-hmm. for a straight neat pour, mm-hmm. and I'm not mixing up something that needs... Something a little fancier with some stemware, mm-hmm. uh, whether that be just the standard, the coupe or the Nick and Nora. Mm-hmm. I yeah. like those Nick and Noras. I don't know why some people don't like them. It's like a coupe, but it's smaller. Yeah, uh, up on the top, and it, it's still stemmed. It's and and because it's taller instead of wide, yeah. it still holds roughly the same amount mm-hmm. uh, of liquid. So you can still have yourself a nice, mm-hmm. tasty beverage. Yeah, like. To me, like the coupe is like a, a lovely lady in an evening gown. The Nick and Nora is the same lady, but like maybe in a mini skirt with heels. All right. Just had fishnets and crab rangoon. <laughs> I'm your little slut. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, that's where I was. And so uh, after that, my hunt went to <laughs> stop. What? Oh, Come no, on. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> We're, not, he, we're not, either Jim Beam or we're Crab Ragoon. Right. Well, uh, the fuck, dude. Give me, give me. And a, sometimes it's both. Give me a pet possum. <laughs> <laughs> That's a trifecta, man, right there. That's the Grand Slam. And uh, uh, so uh, after there, I went. Um, I went to High V. Okay. And I'm a fan of the High V liquor department. Like they really do have a pretty wide variety of stuff. It's no, it's no total wine. Are High V over here? Yeah, I went there, yeah. and I walked all around that store, and I'm like, where is the fucking liquor department? You're in Kansas, boy. They have no liquor department. <laughs> I was shocked that there's no liquor department. You can find some beers. <laughs> More beers now than you could a couple years ago. I don't know where they had them hidden, because there was... Oh, I, I didn't see them. I, I, all I went is around the outside. They're in the free... They're over... If you go all the way to the far right, where all the, the, the freezer sections are... Yeah. One of those is one of those their beer. their their beer aisle. Yeah, all right. It makes no sense. They mm. actually have no beer that's not in the refrigeration mm. containers. Well, maybe that's why your liquor stores uh, over here have <clears throat> have more and or better uh, well, allocations. And you go to the Prairie Village High V, mm-hmm. which is on the Kansas side of state line. They purposely built. A liquor standalone liquor store on the, the Missouri side. side of the state line. So, so when you're when you're in the parking lot of High V, 
diagonal across state line wow. across the the cross street is the Hy-Vee liquor department. <laughs> wow. <laughs> because they wanted to have everything that they so, could offer. So clearly uh, disgruntled with a lack of a liquor department at, at your at your high V up the up the hill here. Yeah, I I, w- I was looking at the gas station across. I was the scratching street. my head there for a minute. I'm like, right. It's like, really? Hmm. What are you gonna you gonna lie to me now? Now you're gonna However, start lying to me? Across the street is the is the high V. Well, there's that actually that liquor store in there is terrible. It's really no, not great. No, but right behind there is Justin's Liquor. Oh. Okay. That is a fantastic store. All right. All right. I guess I didn't realize there was one over there. Um, I didn't go to that one, but I went to the gas station right across the street from uh, from High V, and uh, like you said, that yeah. little liquor store that they have. It's like it's weird. It's like they have a they have a gas station, and then over to the side, the, the it's liquor store is sectioned off. It's a little liquor store. Yeah, the liquor store. That liquor store is not associated with the gas station. Oh, okay. Okay. So, I guess that explains yeah. that. Because I had no idea what the hell was going on there, but yeah, like you said, it's really not that great. They have your basic stuff, you know. What I mean, they had some Riegers in there, um, uh, you know, your Fireball, Jim Beam, uh, Jack Daniels, you know, Maker's Mark, and I did see like they had like the tiny little bottles of Maker's Mark. You know, couldn't be any taller than this, <laughs> and they still had the red wax red drip wax. on the top. I was like, you know what? That's pretty fucking cool. Good on you, Maker's Mark, for making everything. <laughs> All your branding across the board is um, is all the same and so cool. And so, yeah, as I was going through there, I I was uh, you know looking at the tiny bottles, and I turned around. There's this great big humidor of uh, full of cigars. Okay. Yep. And if you watch Bruzel, Bruzel is a fan of uh, you know different cigars, and I couldn't remember the names. And I like a cigar every once in a while, like maybe once, sure, twice sure. a year, kind of tops. You whenever I'm in the mood, and I'm just hardly mm-hmm. ever in the mood for a cigar. Um, these days anyway. So I got to looking through there and saw a bunch of names that I didn't recognize, some that I do. One of them I definitely recognized, Buffalo Trace. Oh, yes, yes, Buffalo yes. Trace cigars. Have you had one of those? I have not had any, oh. but um, so when we went uh, bourbon hunting with oh. my sister and Tim mm-hmm. over Thanksgiving, mm. one of the stores we went into, and we were talking whatever, uh, and I had no idea, but... Tim has been on the hunt for a Weller cigar. Okay, okay. Uh, that is a cigar that the the wrapper of it. Th- there, there's a ton of cigars out there that um, are dipped in rum, mm. and so the rum kind of soaks into the the tobacco, mm-hmm. and then as they dry it out there, it it kind of contain a little bit of that. Apparently, Buffalo Trace. Weller, there's also uh, an Eagle Rare mm-hmm. cigar out there, and uh, so anyway, he was he was looking more so. He wanted the cigar box, yeah, and they had like one left and the cigar box, and they're like, yeah, we don't sell the cigar boxes, and you know, we just kept you know sitting there talking with the lady, and before before we were done and ready to check out, she's like, you know what, I'm just gonna let you have this. Um, she, I think she charged him for the cigar, mm-hmm. and he got to keep the box. We're all stoked and excited. We're in the car and we're going out there. And then all the, you know, I'm sitting in that shotgun. Uh-huh. Faith's driving. Tim's in the back seat. And then I hear him. Or no, yeah, yeah, he was, he, he was in the back seat. And then he realized the cigar wasn't even a Weller cigar. Oh no! It was just it, I don't remember Something what that it fell was. In. Yeah. 
But he didn't care because he the box is what he was after. So I like it. I like it. <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't know that about the uh, the Buffalo Trace mm-hmm. um, uh, tobacco leaves being uh, you know dipped in the into the bourbon and then you know allowed to dry. But uh, it, I thought it was really cool, so I, I ended up getting you one. Oh hell! Yeah, look at that Buffalo Trace. Well, shit. Yeah, don't think I didn't get myself one. Ooh, that's nice, and actually, that's that that feels really nice. Yeah, solid, solid. Well, mm-hmm. thank you, sir. Yes, sir. So now you can say that you've had one, uh, whenever it is that you decide to have one. Uh, I thought it was it was too unique I don't, to me. Not there was to get. a time that I had a really really nice. Cherry wood uh, humidor. That oh it smells good to me. That smells really good. Yeah, I, I used to have a nice humidor uh, with a high end humidification system in there, mm-hmm. and, and 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 I didn't. I've never been a big cigar smoker, but I used to keep a a decent supply of cigars. Uh, so I could just have one, you know, mm-hmm. have everyone over. We're going to th- fire up the grill. We're going to barbecue. Mm-hmm. Uh, early on, uh, after I met Katie, we went to a uh, strong ale festival in Westport. Okay. Which basically uh, it, everything uh, that was there was like 12% and higher beers. But... It also they also had a lot of other vendors that were out there, and there were cigar vendors out there. And so I've got pictures somewhere on Facebook mm. uh, that uh, with a profile picture of Katie going. <laughs> but yes, I I used to enjoy cigars quite frequently, uh, but it's been a minute since I've I've had one. So thank you, appreciate Very cool. that. Very cool. Glad you like it. So. Do we want to get into what the uh, the people of Facebook had to say about it? Let's do or it. Do we want to talk about ours first? No, let's see what Facebook has to say, and then right. we'll talk about us. <clears throat> Excuse me while I fire up the Facebook machine, <laughs> hopping on social media while we're you know busy doing the podcast here. So I go. Uh, the first photo I, I posted was in Whiskey Tribe. So if you're on in the Whiskey Tribe Facebook group, um, you'll you'll see me us pretty much uh, post in here about once a week and uh, this time posted a picture of this bottle that Mr. W2 sent to me said I said uh, gonna try Baker's tonight and see what's what anybody here had it thoughts Joaquin says I enjoy it it has sentimental value for me uh, though so I am likely biased and uh, I, I tried to get him to you know tell tell his story but he didn't he didn't bite he, he didn't seem to want to tell the story out yet anyway John says, one of my favorites, Jonathan, uh, not me, another one. There are, there are more than one of us out there. He says, my favorite bourbon as a scotch head. So he's a, he's a fan of scotch, and um, this is his favorite bourbon. Which That's interesting because I, I, I'm not picking up really any smoke. As a scotch lover, on that and you know, th- this is really sweet. You yeah. know, uh, you know, people are going to like what they're going to like. I love scotch, mm-hmm. and I, and I I love this, but yeah, it's not but, scotchy yeah. at all, not to me anyway. Yeah, David says I really like it. Paul says love it. 
let's see here. Garrett says, good stuff from Beam. Goes vastly underrated compared to Knob Creeks. Uh, always check the neck label for older age statements, which we did, as I've seen them at almost nine years. Yeah, that's so awesome. So this was eight and a half. So this is kind of almost nine years, yep. too. Travis says, good stuff. Jordan says, I enjoy it. Sean says, I like its big brother Booker's better um, for the decadent caramel notes, but I love Baker's for the integrated spice and balance. It, it's it got a little bit of spice, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but uh, the balance, I would agree with that. It's every tasting note you get, nothing's overwhelming. Yeah. Michael says, uh, I really like my seven-year, 10-month uh, Baker's 7. Solid mouthfeel, nice palate, uh, really good finish. And Ed says, I like it. See, 7 years, 10 months makes yeah. sense to me. You know, the minimum 7 years. Yeah. And then, this. okay, this one's 7 years, 10 months. That's mm-hmm. just shy of 8 years. That still makes sense to me. This being at 8 years, 6 months, that's, that's leaving it in the barrel a considerable more time. Yeah. For sure. I ain't mad at it. <laughs> no, there's nothing to be mad at when it, when it comes to this. There's nothing wrong with this bourbon at all. Um, and I, I posted the same thing over in the Kansas City Whiskey Guild because we're Kansas City yeah, here. Yeah. And uh, we love our Kansas City. And there's a Facebook group for knuckleheads just like us mm-hmm. that, that love us some whiskey. Mark, this is the only negative comment. Uh, and it's really not negative, but it's just his own personal opinion. Mark says, didn't do much for me. Hmm. That's all. That's fine. Maybe he and likes that's, white label. That's okay. Yeah. Maybe he just loves that white label. Mm. Uh, Aaron says, I like it. Easy sipper. But getting one over eight years seems to be a marked difference in taste than under, in my opinion. And just to get some uh, clarity, I said, is it better to you over eight years? And he says, definitely. Hmm. Well, we have nothing to really compare to, mm-hmm. but I'll say eight and a half years seems to be pretty damn good. Yep, hit it right square in the sweet spot. And for those that are wondering, if you have not heard, we've talked about it before, but yes, oh, my, after it's empty, yes, my glass is empty. But the great thing about these Glen Cairn glasses is that tulip shape really concentrates the 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 nose and the aromas of there. And yep. even after you're done drinking it. It still has something to offer. There is lots and lots. Of, and a lot of times we've gone back and nosed the empty glass mm-hmm. and found a few things we didn't find the first go around. Yeah, particularly oats, uh, cereal yeah. uh, mm-hmm. cereal oats, you know, like oatmeal or uh, cream of wheat, malto meal, if you don't believe in cream of wheat. Um, I'm not going to argue that it's the same thing because to me it is and to Jennifer it's not. And I don't want to fucking hear it. <laughs> But yeah, the, these Glencairn glasses are, are great for that. They're they're just great for for tasting. Yes. Period. Not tasting. No, periods. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's wild because you know I I've always enjoyed my my good bourbons neat, mm-hmm. and I used to just grab a rocks glass. I've yep. got I've got uh, a set of square bottomed. Mm-hmm. Glasses that uh, my daughter and Katie got me for Christmas one year. Mm-hmm. They've got uh, my Very name, my, my name etched on them. They're Very thoughtful. they're super cool, and I just pour a little bit in there and you know you sip on it. Um, that's great. 
I finally broke down and bought a set of these Glencairn glasses because you see everyone drinking Everybody uses whiskey. them, and we're going to start the podcast, and right. we might as well we, get the industry We got to have them. Yeah. Everyone's got them. We got we to gotta do what everybody and, else is doing. And the first time we used them. I, yeah. It, it's night and day. I mean, it really is. It's not a gimmick. It's not just something to look cool or, mm-hmm. you know, you know, pinkies up. Blah. Yeah. It's... There, it, there really is. I like pinkies well, up. I mean, I'm not. A, we got some decent pinkies, and we got some good, good bourbon. Yeah. See, that's the pinky of a married man. <laughs> this is a not so married man. <laughs> but <laughs> family I mean, show. But that you know that the shape of it, the the tulip, and then mm-hmm. you know as it curves back in, it then mm-hmm. starts to kind of curve back out and, yeah. and open back up. It's in this bulb of the so, tulip where the 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 smell blooms it really really concentrates and then, the nose on those and yeah yeah it's just and it's been a great experience it doesn't have to be a glencairn glass but if it's if it's a tulip shape there are others out there sure often sure imitated never duplicated yep. but there are others that, that have a tulip shape well to and, them. And, and as we've talked about before the glencairn glasses mm-hmm. a lot of other ones do not they don't have that nice they crisp don't clean ring mm-hmm. to them and if you do that with some of those others that will crack the damn glass yeah because we smack these a little harder than i think we mean to <laughs> like even that time but you know there you can get it i would we would suggest that if you don't get glencairn glasses get them at least yep. to have a, a bit of a tulip shape to them that way you get the full notes yep. of everything it is that that you're trying to uh enjoy what i like about these is they have a nice heavy smaller bottom to them mm-hmm. that just mm-hmm. makes it nice to hold on to it's and, easy to hold and, on and to. to i mean you can really kind of you know whether yeah. it's like this and while you're holding on like to this. it you're not going to heat up this part of it right you know by hanging on to it yep so it's like the stem on a wine glass kind of thing but you know you can't even, beat it it's like a sore dick you just can't beat it but you know <laughs> if you do want some of these definitely check it out savertheburn.com uh drop the uh drop the menu down click shop and uh, we have them in there we have a, a two-pack um, in our uh, yep. Amazon affiliate links, we've got a two pack in a gift box. We've got a f- the the in four the gift pack, box. Yeah, yeah, and then we also have a two pack that's in a travel tube. It's a, in a leather bound mm-hmm. travel tube, which Very I have not. I I haven't purchased it myself yet, but I put it in the car mm-hmm. in the in the store because I'm planning on getting that at some point. Yeah, uh, you know, I already have. I think I think I'm up to seven or eight glasses. <laughs> Uh, I like the little the the two glass gift box because it's like it's in a box. It's, perfect. it's like velvet or a, a silk mm-hmm. silk lined. They just sit right in that box. It's and why like are there two in there? Form fitted for you and a friend, you, you and a loved friend. one. You know, you and a a fellow you know whiskey enthusiast. You know, it's it's this stuff. Like Bruzel said, the whiskey business is a relationship business. It is. So I'm, I'm you know. You, you you enjoy these things with your friends, with your family. And speaking of our friends, we'll wrap up the uh, the uh, Kansas City Whiskey Guild uh, comments here. Ben says, I'm a fan. I believe him. Thomas says, uh, lots of people like it. The one I just finished wasn't for me. It just tasted like oak. I'll probably try it again mm-hmm. in a few years. Okay. That is interesting. So maybe he had one of the... The younger one? The younger ones, Yeah. Because Jim Beam, the younger it is, the more it tastes like oak mm-hmm. to me, anyway. Uh, let's see here, Bert or Bert? Sorry, Bert. Uh, 
One of my faves as a daily sipper agreed that the eight years <clears throat> and up are a bit better than the seven year. Uh, been seeing them around a lot more lately than last year, so that's definitely a good thing for me. Because if yeah, I see it yeah. and it's anywhere near MSRP, it's mine. Uh, Nick says uh, the last one I tried was more towards a nine year oak forward, but followed by a little proof punch, brown sugar, pepper, and caramel. Uh, yeah, we got the pepper, we got the caramel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, there was a little bit of a proof punch. We didn't really talk about it, but yeah. what do you expect? It's 107 proof. Mm-hmm. And Chris said had a rough finish, but mm. IDKK. I don't know. No, had a rough. Thanks, Chris. So <laughs> yeah, but so. I don't know. Maybe the jury's out for some of these folks, but for me, I'm a fan. Yep. I gave it a I gave it a pretty high score. So I was up at Total Wine today, uh, picking up some uh, Amaro, mm-hmm. and I found myself in the wrong aisle, which is why I couldn't <laughs> find what I was looking for. That happens to me uh, every. You know, well, I I've been in there enough that I feel like I know where things are, and so mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, it's on this aisle somewhere. I know it is, and so finally. Uh, one of the guys that works there saw me kind of wandering around. He's like, hey, you need help with anything? And I'm like, yeah, I need this. Because <laughs> I had a picture of it pulled uh-huh. up on my phone. It, I, was, I scanned the aisle uh, twice already and mm-hmm. could not find it. So I'm like, fuck this. So I went online. I pulled open a picture of what the bottle looks like that mm-hmm. I was looking for. So I would have a, that mental yeah. image. Yeah. And so that, that way I could scan and look for what it looks like. And he's like, oh, that's going to be over here on this other aisle. Of course it is. That's why I couldn't find it. And as soon as we round the corner, I realized, yep, I was I was one aisle off. Uh-huh. And uh, so we get over there, and and so he's like, oh, are you doing a uh, Midnight Manhattan? I'm like, actually, we are doing a All right. uh, Midnight Manhattan. So he, he knew. He's like, awesome. He's he's like he's like, can I recommend a a, a whiskey? I'm like. Well, we already have one planned uh, for this particular cocktail, but I'm always all ears. He's like, great. So we walked over to the little tasting stand, and they've got the little thimble full Dixie cups, and Mm -hmm. we tried the Wilcott. Wilcott, okay. Which is an offering that is distilled by um, Barton, which makes 1792. Okay. And... It was fantastic. It was a 20, yeah. I should have picked it up because it was like a $27 bottle. All right. All right. <clears throat> so uh, it, I've I've kind of mentally noted it, mm-hmm. and I might have to go back in and visit it. But anyway, uh, I was like, yeah, my buddy and I, we've got this podcast uh, on, on bourbons, and so we, we've, uh, we're doing the Bakers tonight, and I'm doing the Midnight Manhattan for our cocktail. He's like, what, what, what podcast? I was like, Savor the Burn. You know, dot com, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I know you guys. I, oh, cool. I'm I'm one of the admins on the Casey Whiskey Guild. Oh, oh uh, group. Okay, uh, Tanner. Yeah. You, so you, Tanner. Yeah. Shout out. Good to meet you. I heard he told me that you were a cool guy, and I didn't believe him because I haven't met you. <laughs> totally kidding. But yeah, yeah, very cool. I'm glad yeah. that I'm glad that one of us got to meet one of the admins on the on the whiskey guild hopefully you guys don't get too upset with me uh dropping links in there from the podcast yeah no we try not to make it uh you know self-serving when that kind of thing happens we really do want to help people find a bourbon that they will enjoy and share so i mean it was cool because uh he recognized it from us posting in the Mm -hmm. uh the whiskey guild so shout out to the other casey peeps yeah absolutely that's that's really cool that's really cool so 
Or Enough about other people and what they think. Yeah. I want to know what you think. What'd you give it on the nose? I gave it a solid four. Solid four? Solid four. You, you can't get past the Jim Beam, can you? Well. <laughs> you can't get past the Jim Beam. No, 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 no. Uh, maybe. <laughs> or, the, or the Booker Beam. This isn't even Jim. It's, just, it's Brother Booker. All right. No, I, I maybe should have rated it a little bit higher. Because I keep going back to this glass, and, and there's nothing in this glass, but the glass smells wonderful. Yeah, yeah. It's there is, just, glass there it is amazing. so much going on with that. I Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I underscored the it, nose. But it, it, it's, it's got everything I want in there. You know, yeah. Four is way higher than average. Definitely. Uh, Definitely. If we're, if, since we do everything on a one to five rating when it comes to uh, nose, palate, finish, bottle presentation, it's all the usual suspects. It's, yeah. it's everything that I want in a mm-hmm. great bourbon nose. Yeah. I gave it a four. Well, I gave it a four and a half. So I'm not going to argue. It really does no good to argue. But to me, it was that much better. I, I was, you know, I was very happy with it. I, I was actually kind of surprised. Like when you go back and you watch the first. My first nose, I was like, "Wow, that's that's really something good." So I'm that's why I gave it a four and a half. All right. Uh, how about the palate? I gave the palate a four and a half. I hit it a four and a half as well. There's just zero wrong uh, when it comes no. to this bottle. You know, and and, and honestly, at eight and a half years w- with everything else going on with this, uh, the 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 peppery spice, mm-hmm. the the baking spice. I didn't expect and, that because it didn't show up anywhere on the nose. Right. Uh, that mixed in with the vanilla and the toffee and everything. Yeah. If this proof was any higher or any lower, mm-hmm. I think it would. I, th- I think it would not be balanced. It, it would have mm-hmm. missed the mark. Yeah. The, the 107 proof is balanced perfectly with that palette. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. There'd just be way too much, you know, ethanol in there if it were, yep. you know, 133. Like there really that. is no ethanol to me. It's it's got a little For bit. For me, it showed up on the on the palate. Okay, okay. I didn't really get a whole lot of it. I I I, I could taste a little bit of proof. Yeah, but it didn't it didn't present itself to me uh-huh. as that ethanol alcohol. Yeah. kind of a yeah. It didn't know. it didn't overwhelm me at all because um, I expected it to be. A, a higher proof to me a higher proof is anything over like you know 90 you know anything 90 or under is kind of tavern strength you mm, know mm-hmm, as far as mm-hmm. i think Ed, everybody industry standard is concerned but yeah this is you know at 107 proof it, it's got the bite that you would expect as far as uh alcohol proof goes and i you know it wasn't overwhelming it wasn't really distracting when it comes to any of the other notes so when yeah. they say balanced that's what i that's what i get at <clears throat> It really was uh, to me a, a fairly balanced agreed thing, and the and the proof, you know, the proof is gone, and you're just warm with like this this long, like I, I wrote down here, a long, warm, sweet, peppery vanilla mm-hmm. oak, a, or a vanilla, a trailing oak uh, finish on it. I was very happy with it, and I gave it a four and a half. Uh, what did you give it over here? On the finish, yeah, four and a half. Wow. All right, there we go. So we've got a uh, we've got a couple points where if you hear voices, there's a girl under the stairs. She was here when they moved in. Uh, if you've seen uh, Stir of Echoes, then you know what I'm talking about. Otherwise, there's no girl under the stairs. I hope not. I hope not too. <laughs> you got problems, buddy. Uh, bottle presentation. Moving what's, tonight. What'd you give it? 
I gave it four and a half. <laughs> Moving tonight. <laughs> I, I just got that. You gave it a four and a half. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, it's I, it's a simple bottle. It, it's not it's not in the, the wooden box, the bookers. I've never seen a bottle it's, shaped like that, though. It's not... Exactly. It's it's a little taller and more slender than your standard. Like your, you know, you, you refer to Rebel, Rebel yeah. Yell, uh, quite a bit. But uh-huh. you know, the Lead Slingers or mm-hmm. the Iron Smoke. Mm-hmm. It's a little shorter, a little bit wider. This is a little bit more slender. It's still got the rounded shoulder on it. Yep. The topper on this, I think, is just awesome. I, I, and the I lip love of the bottle. You know. Yeah, it's got a nice lip to it. This is aluminum mm-hmm. with a little bit of an inset in little piece there. It's got there. A, a faux peel tab kind of thing on yeah, the side of yeah, it. Yeah, it, it, it's it's like a, a barrel ring. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh shit. That's exactly that what it did is. Not even right there. That didn't even register. Yeah. Wow. I, maybe I should rate this higher. <laughs> you know, and then I can't you, though. You you pointed out, uh, and, and I fully agree. Part of the presentation is discovering that online mm-hmm. I can put in the serial number of this bottle and get all the history mm-hmm. of this bottle from the time it was put in the barrel mm-hmm. put in the warehouse left alone yeah hot summers cold winters mm-hmm. all up and down and then finally dumped its single barrel so it's one barrel at a time is dumped bottled mm-hmm. dumped bottled and probably proofed down yeah just yeah. make sure it's all yeah, somewhere there it's all proof so it's nice and even 107 mm-hmm. and uh so yeah i gave it a four and a half yeah uh i gave it a five it i mean you got the collector's tops you got a bottle that's super unique um it's not as unique as crown royal this time i was I mean, expecting you take the labels off of a crown royal yeah. bottle you, you're gonna know it's crown you know royal. It is. but i mean no it's not like we talked about bookers now 15 times it's it doesn't come in a wooden box mm-hmm. with a with a acrylic you know sliding slide up door with a with a neck cradle and wax dip and a, and a ribbon a ribbon pull string with mm-hmm. a written down history tag as as far as what happened to it uh, during its, its its life and maturation and, and, and what barrel number uh, but all that information is online all you got to do is type that in like you said yeah. but Sam from your me, comment it's, it's I, I so was unique. I was fully prepared for you to be under underscoring this underscoring and here, yeah. here you are giving it a five so, yeah so to, to some it might over it might be an overscore <laughs> Uh, to you, to no. W two, definitely uh, at least half a point. But I, I, I was very happy with this bottle. And it's a great label. Yeah. It's a black label, silver ink with a just a, a, a single single barrel is in red, yep. which makes it pop and jump mm-hmm. out. It makes it. <laughs> <laughs> it's got the. Uh, if you're got, a fan of Thirsty Whale, that's yeah, that's where that came from. Love Thirsty Whale. Uh, it's got the signature of Baker Beam mm-hmm. on it. I love this little oval yep. with the with a capital B in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. I'm not crazy it's about a, composite corks. I don't know why. I get it. They last no. longer. They have better seal protection. All the things that you want in a cork. Sure. It's just not. It's not natural. It's just not natural. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So, what's your final score end up being? Eight and three quarters. Eight and three quarters. So. How we do this is we rate it all one to five, nose, palette, finish, bottle presentation, one to five, and then we add all that up, we divide that by two, and that's how we end up with our total, our final rating score. <laughs> and so W2 here came up with an eight and three quarter. I came up with a nine and one quarter. That's awesome. Yeah, so we're we're a half point off from one another. 
Yeah. Jim Beam. <laughs> Jim Beam. In the nines. I, I, yeah, yeah. Right? So, <laughs> I don't have it written down here, but, uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is, to me, this is an incredible bottle uh, coming from the Jim Beam family. Uh, from the brother of Jim, mm-hmm. we have Mr. Baker and his offering uh, coming in at 107 proof. This this is very shareable. Mm-hmm. Um, if it ends <clears throat> up grand nephew to Jim Beam himself. Okay, so I thought it was his brother. Oh, so, so grand <clears throat> no. nephew. Wow, grand nephew. Wow, very cool. Yeah, so I'm I'm totally totally stoked. So this is a great candidate for sharing with uh, your uh, your your friends and, and loved ones. Um, try it in a cocktail uh, if you can find it at MSRP. It is a this is Snag a great it. bottle. Uh, what did you say? Second market, you could find this for. Yeah, if, if you find it. Yeah, if you Google uh, Baker's Seven. Um, 100, 150, 180 is what I've seen it for. Uh, I online. usually pay a hundred for it. So six, but, 64 is MSRP. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have another offering that I, I I really hope to someday stumble upon. Uh, it's their Baker 13. All right. All right. It jumps up in price a little bit. Okay. Yeah, you sent me an article on... Uh, I think the MSRP on that is like 120. You sent me a, an article on uh, 15-year bourbons like kind of being the, the cutoff point to where... After 15 years, they get kind of wonky. <clears throat> but I haven't read that that article yet. Yeah, no, it's... By the time this comes out, I, I will have read it. I was reading the the other one that you sent me, uh, and I haven't finished it yet. Probably about halfway through it. Don't know why I even brought that up. <laughs> so, uh, do you have any final thoughts? This is a great pour. Definitely. Uh, I'm, Definitely. I'm looking forward to spending some time with this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would put this right up there with um, that uh, that Breckenridge PX cast that I really love. Uh, the Antique 107 is going to be tough to beat anywhere. I put this up there with the Bookers or the or the Stag. Bookers Stag, um, and this has something just a little bit different to offer. Absolutely. So. so yeah, definitely. If you if you do get a chance to try it, let us know what you think. Mm-hmm. Uh, drop us a comment below if you're watching on YouTube or send us an email info at savertheburn.com. You can email w2w2 at savertheburn.com <laughs> and email me, Jonathan, at savertheburn.com. Uh, our emails are wide open and ready to handle your bullshit. So uh, definitely send us to us. And if you have a, a suggestion as to uh, something that uh, you haven't heard mm-hmm. us talk about or haven't seen us talk about, um, we have a lot in the liquor cabinet on savertheburn.com. Uh, you can check out what we already have done, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, you can collect our thoughts on those things. But if you don't see what, you're, what you would like us to try, let us know. Send us an email, leave us a comment, whatever it takes. But uh, always remember, dear Saver the Burn <laughs> enthusiast, no matter who you are, where you are, what you're drinking, and who you're drinking it with, never forget... Keep Keep on on burning. burning.